everyone, Scott Luna here from Breakaway Seminar, and this is our Dear Scott series, episode five right now. And uh, th this is the series where you send me a bunch of questions, and I do my very best to answer your questions on camera. And hopefully, a lot of us have these same questions, and this will stay interesting and relevant, and you will continue to learn new things that maybe you hadn't thought of before. Uh, be sure to check out our other Dear Scott episodes. We talk uh, about all kinds of things on the business side of dentistry. So find those episodes and listen to them, and I hope you enjoy them. So let's start with this, uh, this uh, first question here for episode five. I've got Dear Scott, can you talk about the key areas around a new patient phone call? All right, what a great thing to talk about. So a new patient phone call, how important is this? Because isn't there online scheduling? How many people are calling still? You might ask yourself that question. I could tell you. Um, new patient phone calls are the almost all the new patient lead flow comes in through the phone. You've got less than 5% of new patient appointments being scheduled right now through online scheduling. And so even if online scheduling grows more than that, Still, the, the phone is where the vast majority of these new patients are coming from. So we've got to handle this properly. Also, there's some national average data. This new patient phone call. You'd think if a new patient calls a practice trying to you know, become a new patient, trying to schedule an appointment, you would think that practices could easily turn that call into an appointment. The national average says that only 42% of the time a new patient speaks to a practice, do they actually schedule an appointment? A 42% conversion to an appointment. 42% conversion rate is the national average. And when we think about conversion, why do people schedule? Why do they not? There's two categories we have to address. There's, um, do our practice policies cause people to not schedule? And then there's the other category, are we saying the right thing to get people to schedule? So I wanna to touch on those two areas of the new patient call. First thing, practice policies. When you're in network with insurances, more people schedule that ask about that. When you're open late and on weekends, more people schedule. When you're open early, makes no change. Also, if of course, if you see kids and someone's calling about a family, more people schedule. If you do the certain procedures, more people schedule. Um, private pay patients, patients without dental insurance are very sensitive to how much that first visit costs. If you've got some sort of way to bring them in at a lower cost than your UCR fees, if you have some sort of special for a new patient, more patients schedule. So it's important to kind of look back at your practice and say, all right, what is the patient experience like regarding my policies? You should actually be listening to these phone calls and auditing them and hearing those times patients ask for something and your staff says no. When your team members are saying no, it might be a policy that's getting in the way of conversion. And we wanna make sure that number one, the team members really do know the right answer and number two, if there is a no, maybe we can make that a yes. Maybe we can change some things about the practice so that more people will schedule. All right, so that's one aspect of the call. The other aspect of the call is what we say. The wrong way to handle a new patient call 
is to wait for the new patient to keep asking you more questions and to just answer the questions. That's the wrong way. Yes, it feels natural to do it that way. And yes, when patients ask us questions, we should answer them, of course. But when you listen to these calls and when you go through phones training and when you look at all the data, it's very obvious that the schedulers who flip it around on the patient and start asking the patient's questions are the schedulers that convert those patient calls into appointments. And the way we do that is the patient will call and they'll ask us initial question like, do y'all see kids in your office? We will answer that question and immediately flip the question back on them so that we now take control and we're asking the questions. So a patient says, do y'all see kids? We say, yes, we do. Do you have any children? Yes, we do. Do you have any children? Now we're asking the question. Patient says, yes, I do. And then we ask, how many kids do you have? And the patient will tell us, I have three kids. So how old are your children? Oh, they're two, seven, and nine. Are you calling because one of them has an emergency or are you calling to schedule them for a checkup and cleaning? I'm calling to schedule for a checkup and cleaning. Great. Well, to get that scheduled for you, I need to get some information first. Is that okay? Sure. And now we're scheduling. You see, when we're asking the questions, we can ask them questions that lead them straight into scheduling. But when we have them ask the questions, who knows what they'll ask and who knows if we'll answer it in a way that influences them to schedule. If they say, do you see kids? And we say, yes, we do. Now there's a pause. Now they got to come up with another question. Um, do you take MetLife? Uh, yes, we do take MetLife. Um, okay, are y'all open on Saturdays? No, we're not. Okay, and then there's a pause. It's all uncomfortable. And then the patient might say something like, um, okay, I'd like to schedule an appointment. Or they might say something like, I'm going to check my schedule and get back to you, which is code for I'm never going to call you again. See, that's what happens when you let the patient ask the questions. It's, it's lumpy. It's, it's not, it doesn't flow and it may not lead to an appointment. But when you ask the questions, you can pull them straight into an appointment. It feels, it feels normal. It, it flows well. It takes less time. It's less work. And that's how you address the new patient call. Hopefully, you have the policies that don't get in the way. So hopefully as you start asking questions and they start saying yes and this and yes and that, you can lead them right into scheduling without a policy getting in your way. And if policies are getting in your way, that doesn't mean it's a bad policy, but you need to know that it's getting in your way and you need to make a decision. Do you want to keep that policy or not? All right. That was the first question. Next question for our Dear Scott episode today. I feel like we might be losing patients faster than we are gaining patients. Can you share some insight around improving patient retention? All right. Well, it's actually really smart of you to be looking at patient attrition or losing patients because a lot of practices don't even think about it. They don't try to measure it. They don't ask the questions. They're just focused on more new patients, more new patients, more new patients. But the reality is 
um, existing patients have higher case acceptance, existing patients spend more, existing patients are the patients that build our foundation of hygiene that make our business stable. We need to be heavily focused on not losing existing patients. We don't want high attrition. So you are saying you think your attrition might be outweighing your new patient flow. Can I share some insights around patient retention? Absolutely, I can. So uh, this is something we've measured. There's a lot of reasons why patients might leave a practice. You can think of them. I bet you can think of a lot of them. They can, they can um, have a change in their insurance and then you don't accept their new insurance and they leave. They could owe you money and they don't want to pay you and they never come back. They could move. They can die. They could have some sort of negative experience in your practice. Um, someone can upset them. They could have, they could be in pain and, you know, from a cleaning and not want to come back. Um, a lot of reasons why patients might not come back. Those are all real reasons, but the reality is they add up to very little people, very few patients. So yes, people die. Yes, people move. Yes, people have a change in insurance. Yes, people get hurt during a profi or owe you money. But when you add up the amount of people you lose over those reasons is very, very few people. The number one reason why we lose patients is not maybe something you've thought about. The number one reason why we lose patients in dentistry is because we don't bother reappointing them for their next visit. We don't bother reappointing them for their profi visit six months later. You see, that patient didn't fire us. They didn't have a reason to leave us. What happened is because we didn't reappoint them, their life went on. Their busy schedule kept happening and we never had a reserve spot in their life and they move on and they live on, they end up accidentally firing dentistry as a whole. They don't go to a dentist anymore because we didn't reappoint them. When you look at reappointment rates nationwide, you'd think your hygienists and your hygiene teams are reappointing patients 98, 99% of the time. The national average is 59%. 59% of the patients that come to your practice get a future hygiene visit scheduled. So that means 41% of people are walking out without a future hygiene visit. And those people don't just magically wake up six months later and say, oh my God, today's Tuesday, the day I'm supposed to be due for a cleaning and now I'm going to call the dentist and schedule an appointment. That doesn't happen. We must reappoint them. We must force ourselves into their future schedule so that we remain connected to them. We become part of their expected logistical life and that's how we retain them. And if we are not great at reappointing them, we start having a retention problem. Our attrition gets worse. And I bet whoever sent me this question, I bet if you're finding that you're in, in your software, if you're looking at the numbers and you are having a retention problem, I bet that is coinciding with uh, a low reappointment rate in hygiene. 
That's the key to retaining people. Of course, we don't want them to move or die. We don't want to hurt them. We don't want to have other things happen that cause them to want to leave. But the truth, the hard truth about this thing is all those other reasons are almost insignificant to the numbers. The big significant reason why people fall out of our practice is because they fall out of dentistry after we don't reappoint them. All right. That is episode five of Dear Scott. Please find me on Instagram, dr.scott.leune and, and follow me and, and send me a message. Send us emails or however you want to connect with us, please do send me your questions and I will do my best to put them onto this program and answer them for you to the best of my ability. All right. Thanks a lot. See you next time.